Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show. This is a Guineas preview, a third episode of the week of the Odds Checker Betting Show. We've done Punchstown and now it's on to the flat where we have Guineas at Newmarket on Saturday and on Sunday and on Friday too. But we're recording this on Friday morning, so we won't be previewing Friday's racing at Newmarket. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm joined by a man on holiday. As you can tell by the fact he's wearing his holiday cap, it is Andy Holding taking the time to chat to us despite being over uh, over the RFC in Ireland. Uh, how was, um, you, you've had two days, haven't you? Two days on course? Yeah, two days on course. Feels like a week. Um, <laughs> yeah, they all, they all merge into one. Yeah, so from my attire this morning, kind of like uh, hiding in a multitude of sins. Um, <laughs> basically, just having a chance to get ready, uh, just go down to breakfast a bit later and sort of obviously studying the car and what have you. Yeah, I haven't mm. been able to sort of do the hair and what have you. So yeah, that, that, that's, <laughs> apologies for that. But yeah, hopefully my, my brain's still working, even though um, it, part of it just seems to be um, out of my body at the moment. How, is, um, how have the couple of days been? Any successful um, punts for you? On Not really. No, I, I've got a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit um, um, annoyed with my form really this week. Um, one or two unlucky ones you can't do anything about. Like about Hurricane Georgie yesterday, she was going well and she fell. Yeah. Um, those that kind of things are out of control. Um, my na- I nat um, also Ian Williams is a really like enemy in the Cigaro mm. stakes. I mean, you saw, I mean, that got a horrendous run through. So you look at your form, you look at your sheet for the week, and I'm probably you know, obviously down for the week. Um, and yet, either Pen- one of those time. two win, they they turn they turn your week around. They make it your balance yeah. sheet look a totally different story. So the 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 profit loss column is not looking good, but. Um, like I say, a couple of those runs were out of my control. But yeah, not not bad. I mean, other than that, it's been, it's been okay. Um, Capadano won and had a mm. nice 50 to 1 shot that finished third of the day meeting. Great. So, yes. like I say, it's, it, it hasn't all been bad. Yeah, certainly a couple of good ones there on our earlier shows um, earlier in the week at Punchestown. Uh, I think no one's ever got a race more wrong than I got the stairs yesterday, where even after I went to seven runners, yeah. I, um, you know, the Betfair Exchange market still have three places and I managed to back three horses each way and none of them finished in the three out of seven. So that was, that's some achievement, George. Yeah. That was, that takes some doing. Um, so <laughs> if, if there was a rosette for a, a bad bet, that would be it. Especially just like really, you know, with the, the side of Burley basically being, being done on the nod for third, um, it kind of summed it up anyway, enough about my, um, my Gonna punting hope. woes and yeah. on to um, your punting glory, hopefully uh, looking ahead at the racing we're going to start by going through the card on saturday then we're going to move on to, to sunday's racing at newmarket um before we do as is always the case just going to point you in the, in the direction of the odds checker app the very best prices free bets bookie offers place terms and and these uh tips straight to the app every morning of racing as well as other tipsters on there as well so do check that out and um, we'll get into it now the first race it's gonna be a whistle stop tour it's just me and andy here so we're gonna you know the pace is gonna be Pretty lively from the front. Hopefully, we don't uh, end up tying up and, uh, and tying up at, towards the end. But we'll start with the the one fifteen tomorrow at Newbury, uh, which is the listed race, the Phillies and Mares race. And Flotus is the ten to eleven favourite ahead of Gale Force Mayer and Umkatum at three to one, uh, fourteen to one bar in the seven runner field. Andy. Yeah, I mean, all eyes uh, are definitely going to be on on the Philly down the bottom here, um, Flotus, in in particular. Those that uh, fancy tenebrism, of course, for the uh, 1,000 guineas, and plenty do. Flotus um, was a, one of the outsiders for the Achievely Park. And for nine-tenths of that journey, she looked as though she's going to cause a little bit of a mini shock mm. uh, until tenebrism literally jumped out of the ground in the last furlong or so and 
nutted it inside um, inside inside the distance. So it was a tremendously good run, obviously in a Group One with all the best fillies around. I mean, Sand Dream and one or two others in behind that Desert Dreamer. So it was a race that was um, chock full of quality. Um, and if she's trained on from two to three, then you'd imagine she might have a bit too much scope for for this lot. I'd imagine, knowing the connections, they've probably got something like the Commonwealth Cup on their radar. Of course, she was a big fancy for last year's um, Albany when, when she flopped there uh, mm. last year, but the, the ground might have just gone against her. So she does like fast ground. We know she likes the track. Uh, I'd imagine that they'll give her a good positive ride over six furlongs and um, make the use of the, 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 the weight for age allowance. Other ones who've had a run this so far this season, you'd obviously have to factor in Gail Force Mayo, who loves the track. I don't think she's ever been at the first three here at uh, Newmarket on the rally track, and she was as tenacious as ever in victory the other day. And um, I'd also pay a little bit of respect for uh, Tanyana Castle as, uh, Canyon as well, who was huge and lucky down in Bath the other day um, in a big field listed fillies race when she uh, had to swing completely around the entire field to get any kind of run. She's obviously got a huge amount to find, but um, I think she could be capable of better as the season wears on. But I think this is between Flotus, um, Uncle Thumb perhaps, but uh, Flotus is the pick. Flotus 10 to 11 uh, in the opener for Andy. Uh, On to the second race of the day then. The the handicap over six furlongs. As Jad is just about the 7-1 favourite. Run to Freedom recently come out here, um, as far as I can tell. Uh, Tarib 17 to 2. Uh, Jumbie nine to one, Black Rod nine to one, uh, First Folio ten to one, Strike Red eleven to one, twelve to one. Bar uh, twenty-one runner handicap or twenty runner handicap. Now I think after Run to Freedom's come out, Andy, uh, any fancies here? Yeah, just a job. Um, yeah, a couple of horses run here at the Craven meeting um, would do for me. Two against the field. Certainly respect the favourite as Jad, who was good for James Horton, who's made a really good start to his training career, having left Roger Varian. Mm. But I quite like Jumbie. Um, he's a really good horse around this track. Well, say around this track as a straight track, so. Um, <laughs> over, over this track let's get the right uh, terminology yeah. um, again another horse I don't think is put in a bad shift here on, on the rally mile and I, I know he's won here he won that big um, handicap didn't he back in May uh, when um, well punted that day and he ran a nice race first time out didn't he behind double a bubble in the uh, the Abernant. Um mm. looked threatening over two out and then just didn't quite get home he looked as though he needed the run to me obviously he was probably slightly out of his grade in some respects running against um, horses have been running well enlisted in group races um, but it was a perfectly respectable return the yard's going well the ground's fine for him he's drawn nicely in the middle there's plenty of pace all over the track I'd see him going well uh, and the other one as well who, who was a bit unlucky um, I think it might have been the day before was Strike Red who finished um, a close up six behind uh, Gale Force uh, Mayo in that um, very competitive sprint I think it was on the first day of the Craven meeting uh, but he got absolutely no luck whatsoever. I mean, partly it was his own fault because he, he was slowly away and he was hostage to fortune the way the race developed. And, mm. you know, horses like that can be a little bit frustrating as he might con- to continue to be over the, over the course of his career. But he's definitely got the ability to win like this. And I think he would have won with a clear run the other day. So with with the likelihood of um, another strong pace, big field scenario suiting him, if the gaps come at the right time, then I'd, I'd see Strike Red also going quite well. So two against the field there, George. Uh, Jumbie is nine to one best price. That's for Skybet, who are currently a fifth of seven places, best price and top place terms. That is why you use odds checker. Uh, Strike Red eleven to one best price currently with Coral. The short is eight to one elsewhere. Skybet, those that firm paying seven places are ten to one. Um, so worth shopping around in the second. Uh, on to the two twenty-five, uh, the Suffolk handicap, and um, we've got Fast Medicine is the seven to two favourite ahead of. 
to Harby at four to one. Moving time, Sea of Blue and Odds Checker six to one. Notre Bell Bet fifteen to two. Forest Falcon eight to one. Turntable ten to one. Eleven to one. Uh, Lucanda anything today sixteen to one. That's what I often message you, Andy, in the morning. Uh, Twenty to one. Cap Francais <laughs> and Fox Power twenty five to one. Ten runners here. Yeah, I, I, my first glance, I probably want to oppose the favourite here, at Fast Medicine. Yes, it was a hugely impressive victory um, at Nottingham the other day. Um, but it was the first time Horde. It was a fairly modest heat. It was only Class 4 company. And I find that these horses that win impressively in um, low-grade races and then they come to the big meetings and take on horses who have been running into group horses, they can be slightly overbet. And I think this one is uh, definitely falls into that category. So I'll probably go with the one that I was already attracting money for, um, for the odds checker grids. And that's moving time, as you mentioned, into six to one. I think he'll go off a lot shorter than that, George. I think he'll be a seven mm. to two, four to one shot while the momentum gathers. Um, I mean, this is a quality animal. He's always been highly regarded by the varying camp. He won first time out last year, don't if you remember, mm-hmm. um, at, the, at, the, at this very meeting um, when, he, when he beat Kamari. And Kamari, of course, went on to win the Queen's Vars. Um, he then, you know, he took his chance at Royal Ascot. Things didn't pan out for him that day. He got the bad draw on the outside in the Hampton Court. Was a little bit too keen throughout the early part of the race. Um, and then his finishing effort wasn't quite as uh, good as it might have been. Again, another quality effort behind Real World on his, uh, on his final start of the season in the, uh, the old Stevenson stakes. But that had the rab in it as well. I mean, like I say, you're looking at these horses he's been running against. They're genuine Group 2, Group 1 horses. Yeah. Um, it runs it off a handicap 106. I mean, if you're a weights and measures man and, you, you know, you like your apprentices to um, chop off some of that um, of, of that burden, you know, he's, he's going to be running off 90, 99 here, if my maths is correct, uh, with Harry Davis, who's very much a sought-after apprentice taking the ride. Uh, so, yeah, I can only see him going one way in the market. He, he could be in free fall um, come this time tomorrow. Moving time, six to one best price. That's a bet three, six, five and Coral. But as I say, a sea of blue. So those, everyone seeing uh, the same as Andy uh, when it comes to moving time tomorrow in the thirds. Uh, so this will be a whistle stop, stop, whistle stop tour and it carries on at pace onto the Palace House Stakes now over five furlongs. Twilight Calls is the three to one favourite ahead of Tis Marvellous at nine to two. Uh, came from the dark, five to one. Hurricane Ivan, nine to one. Arecibo, nine to one. Kardim, uh, 12 to one. 14 to one bar. 12 runners here. Most firms going four places. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Twilight Calls. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for him in some respects, George, because uh, he um, he did some good numbers last year, good sectional times when he when he was quickening at the back of his races. Always felt as though he was going to be a, a group horse in the making, trained by Henry Candy, of course, and, and just the way he conducted himself in his races. But he sometimes flattered to deceive um, and was a little bit disappointed when he was like I say, he looks a bit of a handicap good thing. So he has got a little mm. bit of a flaw in him. He has been gelded over the winter. And of course, he came back and was devastating him and he won over the course and distance. So we've got a few ticks in boxes there. But is he a five to two shot against this field? Um, I mean, when you take into account that when the dealing's done, beat him very easily at Goodwood in one of those races when he was sent off favourite last year, and he's 25 to one. Um, and there's been mitigating circumstances why he got beat subsequently then. I just don't see Twilight Calls being a five to two shot. Yeah, of course he's got a great chance because at least we know he's he's fitting well and um, all mm. the engines are burning. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the bet here at the prices is came from the dark. Ed Walker's got a really good team of sprinters. Um, I think we're going to see big things from Great Ambassador uh, this evening. A horse who put up I put up in my ten to follow column, and this came from the dark. hasn't run for three hundred and one days, but he missed a lot of 
the races or the targets that he was supposed to be aimed at through uh, injury or one thing or another. I think he was down to running the King's Stand and he missed the gig. He ended up um, signing off for the season by winning at Sandown uh, when he got up and beat um, Arecibo. Um, mm. But he's got a bucket load of talent, this fella. He, he was just narrowly denied uh, by Lazuli um, last year in in, the, in this very same race. So you, you get the feeling that Ed Walker's had this race on his mind for a, for quite a while. He's kind of like scrapped all those races he could have gone with last season. He said, right, let's target the big, you know, the Palace House, the King Stand, and you know, Ed, Ed Walker when he's when he, when he's got a target, he, he's never mm. normally a million miles away. I'd sooner be with him at the prices, given his love for the track uh, and um, the potential of a really strong pace suiting him. Lovely stuff, yeah. Uh, five to one best price um, with most firms there uh, for came from the dark. Uh, Andy selection in the Palace House. Uh, onto the big one on Saturday. And Native Trails has just gone a shade of odds against. Been trading around even money odds odds on over the last couple of weeks. But firms now willing to stick their neck out and get Native Trail into the book. 11 to 10 best price Native Trail for the 2000 guineas uh, on Saturday. Corobus uh, is 11 to 2. Luxembourg also 11 to 2. Then Double figure prices beyond. Uh, 12 to 1, Perfect Power, Point Lonsdale, 14 to 1, Iden, 25 to 1, Check and Challenge, 28 to 1, Tabari Legend, 28 to 1, Light Infantry, 33s, Royal Patronage, 33s, 40 to 1 bar. It, it's quite a, a strange Guineas market, this, isn't it, Andy? Because you've got the well fancied favourite at the top. It means you've got some quality horses in behind who are clearly seen not to be up to Mr. Charles' uh, task. But, you know, looking at this as an each way perspective initially, it uh, looks like there's got to be some value, especially with most firms going four places. Absolutely, George. Yeah, it's, it's a race I'm, I'm going to get stuck in. So I already have, actually, because I was asked to do a, a, a 1,000 or 2,000 guineas piece early in the week. And I went with Luxembourg, mm. uh, thinking that five to one was a nice each-way price. And I'm not going to shift from that. Um, look, I've got a huge amount of respect for Native Trail. Um, he's unbeaten. He won the national stakes in devastating fashion last season, beating a really, really stellar field. You know, Port Lonsdale was in it. And plenty of others who'd um, thrown their cap in the ring to be top class. And, you know, he did nothing wrong in the Craven. They went a good, strong gallop. The pace was honest throughout. He came on very strongly once he met the rising ground. And he won in the style of a, a cult that's very much trained on. He's a big, strong, you know, physically imposing unit that is bound to improve as the season goes on. You can imagine you know, if he comes through this with flying colours, um, going down the Austin James's Palace route, but maybe before him being thought, about stepping up in trip and taking on the older horses later on in the season. Mm. Um, the only worry I'd have with him is the ground's obviously going to be quite rattling quick at Newmarket unless they've um, put a bit of water on it. And he does tend to just take a little while to get into top gear. So if you've got a horse with a good turn of speed like Luxembourg has got when he shouted the Berryford Stakes, I haven't seen a horse quicken as well as that for a long time. Mm. I mean, I mean he, he went by good horses if they were standing still that day at the Curra. He's back in sectionals with 33.9, which is pretty impressive considering they're running the last three furlongs uphill. And when you look at Native Trail section or when he won the um, the uh, national stakes, albeit on a different day, you know he did 35.8. So it just shows you that that acceleration that Luxembourg has got, which was slightly blunted in all fairness when he won the Futurity. I wouldn't really take that victory at face value. It just proved that he's a very good horse and he can win despite not conditions being in his favour. But fast ground. And, and the wide expanse, expanse of Newmarket, I think will really help Luxembourg get into top gear. Um, I see him stalking the pace, you know, somewhere down the middle. And when Ryan really goes for him, you know, that turn of foot that he's got, he's going to carry him into 
either into the lead or close to the lead. It's whether then, you know, your native trials or even your perfect powers have, have got that, you know, another burst to go by him again. So, I, look, I can't see Luxembourg not being in the first four. He's trained by a genius who targets this race better than ever. And he comes here usually with horses who never had a run for the season. So I don't see that as a negative. Yeah, I, I just really, really like Luxembourg. Um, it's a, the kind of like way I like to approach a race like this. Look, look for the obvious each way horse and um, I can't see another one that fits that profile. Yeah, absolutely. At Luxembourg, 11-2, the one for Andy backing each way. Four places with Bet365, Skybet, Paddy Power, Betfair Sportsbook, BetVictor, SpreadX, Betfred, Ball Sports, Sporting Index, Quinbet, Betway, plenty, Parry Match as well. So do check out the grids to make sure you're getting your four places. Uh, any any others to make a case for a big price or is it just a one one shot? Yeah, no, I'm glad you, I'm glad you've asked me that, George, because I had got another one prepared just in case you were going to throw that one across <laughs> me. Um, um, so yeah, Iden um, would be the other one I'd have half a look at. Uh, interesting in the day uh, when he won, um, I think it was the day after uh, Native uh, Trail won won the Craven. He he won a mile one race uh, over the same rally mile, and yet he clocked a, be- a better sectional in the back end of his race. Um, he did 34 dead compared to uh, Native Trail's 34.5. So he has got a very good turn of foot for a horse that stays well as well. I think we'll probably see him, if he doesn't win, um, the Guineas, you know, being a good middle, middle distance horse, i.e. a mile and a quarter horse. Um, but he's got a lot of class on him because the time figure wasn't too shabby. It wasn't as good as Native Trails, who is top of my figures. But, um, you know, he's. He, I, I think he's certainly one considering from, a you know, an each way four place perspective at 20, 25 to one. Iden, uh, the second selection for Andy in the 2000 Guineas, going in double barreled there for 340, couple of each way uh, shots against the field, sorry, against the Fav, uh, 11 and 2, uh, Luxembourg, and 25 uh, to 1, Iden. Andy, but just a quick comment on Native Trail. I mean, you say Native Trail's top of your figures by miles. Um, any kind of anything to add to the 11 to 10 price? Any negatives? Uh, or, or is it a case of, you know, quite clearly, absolute quality, but might be um, a little bit underpriced in the day? Um, yeah, I mean, he's top, but only just. I mean, okay. per- perfect power runner, similar time figure when he won the green. And I don't think he's a, um, a forlorn hope either. There's a lot of horses who run, you know, above average numbers. But, you know, Native Trail sets the stand. There's no doubt about it. I don't see a chink in his armory other than that. Not inability, but just the way he is. That he, you know, he he took a while just to, you know, get himself into a position where he was pulling away from the field at Newmarket last time at the mm. Craven. So going down into the dip on fast ground, you know, is he going to get the cover as well? Don't, we haven't touched about yeah. the draw as well. Don't forget where he's drawn as well. He's right on the outside and on the wing, stall fifteen of fifteen. Now that's going to pose one or two issues as well for Will Buick. He's got to drop him in to get some cover. Um, and let's say if they were to come towards the stand side and congregate there, then he's got a, whole, a bunch of horses in front of him. So, like I say, tactically, it's not going to be easy drawn there. He can't ride a race like he can if he was in the middle of the pack and follow, follow horses around him. He's going to have to look across and hope that he's, he's, his side is keeping up with the, with the others around him. So, like I say, at 11 to 10, there's one or two things that can go wrong. Um, he's... He's just not one of those horses that I want to be back in at the price. I'm very, very reluctant most times to look at a guineas race like this and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to back the and tip the even money favourite when there's other very plausible each way options. Yeah, well, there you go. So a bit of a word of warning for those looking to pile into Native Trail. 
at a short price, although no surprise, it's fair to say, uh, if he does justify favouritism and go and win. Uh, 4.15 next, uh, another handicap over a mile and a half. Uh, only one firm out, William Hill at the moment, um, and seven runners. Most firms paying two places, Betfred and Skybet, though, paying three. Uh, Contact is 11 or 4 favourite. State of Bliss and Matchless both 3 to 1. Tritonic 6 to 1. Lovers Golden 15 to 2. Scarlet Dragon 8 to 1. And Rhythmic Intent 18 to 1. Rhythmic Intent, that's what, that's you at Punchstown last night, wasn't it, Andy, on the dance floor? What was after that? Racing. Rhythmic Intent. That's oh, you after racing at Punchstown. There's, there's, there's always plenty of intent. Um, <laughs> whether, whether it ends up being Rhythmic, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll give it a good lash anyway. Yeah, um, yeah I, look, I think this is a weak race for the, for the track. Um, you do often get that here at Newmarket. A, you know, you don't get the real top notches running in, in in certain races. And B, we had to get seven runners, which kind of spoils it. So that mm. takes the each way sort of mindset that I sometimes have out of the equation. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with contact here. Um, I thought his comeback run the other day at Thirst was a perfectly respectable one. Um, that's probably doing him a disservice as well because they went a real good gallop that day. Like I say the time figures that we've got that race won by Gutshirty was really good for the grade. Um, soft ground would have probably not been absolutely ideal, you know, when he, when he won last year for um, for David Barron. Um, he, his best time was at Pontefract and the ground was, on good, was good to firm. And so I don't, I don't think this um, terrain will have any, any issues for him. Um, and, you know, State of Bliss, who was well beaten that day at, at Thirst, because subsequently got on one seven days ago. So the form backs up the time figure at Thursk. And, um, you know, if he, if he improves for that run, which I expect him to do so, then um, he ought to be going very close to winning. It's it's quite rare as well to see David and Nicola Barron, uh, David more predominantly going back through the years, running a horse on a big day like this when he's quite happy most of the time to be plotting away up the north, your Thursk, your Catricks, your, yeah. your Carlisles of this world. But, you know, he doesn't waste many bullets. That's what I'm getting at when he does bring them down south, unless he thought he, he got the right horse. and. So I'm prepared to go with that viewpoint. Contact 11 to 4 as it is, just hills out. So keep an eye, Those that price could change either way uh, as other firms open up between now and uh, and well, tomorrow morning, I guess. A uh, couple more races on Saturday before we get into Sunday's racing. Uh, the 4.50, um, another handicap this time over a mile. Got King of Time is the 5 to 4 favourite. Spirit Capture 7 to 2, Private Signal 4 to 1. 15 to 2, Razzle Dazzle, Tiempo Star 9 to 1, Bullet 4, 16 to 1. And uh, fair to say, the kind of race, Andy, where maybe, you know, given the, the inexperience of someone, you're trying to find a group horse uh, in a handicap. I know your style. Um, do we think that in King of Time here, coming in here off 86, that could be a fairly lenient mark? Could be, couldn't it? Yeah, we, we just don't really know how much improvement he has to come. Um, the indications are that there could be plenty. And if 86, you know, that could be a, a gross under underestimation. Um, I, I see him as a horse who... Could easily be running in Patton Company further down the line. He's got a beautiful action. You watch him in mm. his paces when he won at Lingfield last time out. Okay, he didn't beat a hugely um, expansive field uh, quality-wise, but he just he just floated over the ground. You know, typical Summer Kingman. Um, at least the form has worked out. I think the third has won subsequently the other day in a handicap. So you know, there's, there's lots to like about him. I don't think, I don't see him having a problem with the turf. Uh, so I think he's the right favourite. I, I actually think Charlie's Appleby Stabber companion is probably the, the danger or maybe the bet without the favourite if you're going down that route. Um, he got um, just nutted in the latter stages by a nice horse of Clive Cox's uh, last time out at Newbury. 
um, who put 50 in you, but I, d- I don't think he's a horse going places. And if the cheek pieces for the first time work for this son of uh, See the Stars up in trip, then um, I'd, I'd certainly I'd certainly have him on my side. Like I say, in, in other exotic markets, it, uh, without the favourites, but uh, I, I do see this race have been dominated by Godolphin as uh, <laughs> they tended to do at the Bowden <laughs> meeting. It was just literally a sea of blue on the track, let alone on the odd shaker grids uh, when they were <laughs> f- flying in left, right, and centre. So yeah, that that's my strategy here. To a lot depends on on what the without the favourite market is like. Um, Private signal definitely um, be one that will be light my eyes up there. Private signal four to one as it stands. Uh, we don't have a without favourite market yet. Uh, but do keep an eye on the grids for that tomorrow morning. And the final race is the six furlong um, handicap, uh, the closer, and we've got Anadora four to one. Favourite head of uh, loves me like a rock nine to two. Harry three eleven to two with. Uh, Vespasian, uh, Inga Tor is nine to one, Anaf ten to one, uh, Manakan uh, eleven to one, fourteen to one. Bar uh, Andy, take us around the, on the final race of Saturday's card. Yeah, no, no great surprise to see um, Anadora favourite. She was good when she won here first time out. Probably slightly benefited from racing at the near side, the, the better part of the track. But uh, she got the job done nicely. She had a good deal of uh, courageousness late on to fend off a series of challenges. It's the obvious starting point, isn't it? A horse who started the season out, won a course mm. of distance, handicap, handle the ground, handle the track, blah, blah, blah. You know, comes out well on the figures. Yeah, I, I can't I can't see any negatives other than the price. Um, I'd probably more be inclined to go with the top one here, Manakan. He was a horse that I've really rated last year, and I put him up on a couple of podcasts, um, if you remember uh, correctly. Uh, the last last of which um, came here at Newmarket in that... Um, um, Cornwallis Stakes, the Group 3, won by Twilight Jess. I think I put up a two against the field that day, and he was one of them. Um, look at these scrapes into four, so we, we, we got a bit of money back. But I just felt that day that, you know, looking at him and his runs previously, that five-furlong trip just caught him out. I mean, yes, he ran well, but, um, you know, he, he definitely wants stepping up to me, and I think six furlongs is going to be his bag this season. He, he could do really well in this sort of, like, high-end handicap category or even sort of pattern races further down the line. Um, he was very good when he won over in the July course early on in the season when he clocked a big number. Uh, and like I say, I think there's been mitigating circumstances on his last two runs. So the class act in the race for me is Manakan. Um, I think he's definitely better than a handicapper. And uh, 11 to 1, that doesn't make too uh, bad sense in going with him. Manikan, 11 to 1. Adam Kirby rides uh, fifth to four, four places uh, with Hills as well for Manikan at 11 to 1. Um, on then Sunday's racing, uh, we're going to go straight, straight through, through to the 1,000 guineas. Um, but in the opener, which is a maiden, um, we don't have prices. So we can basically skip past that with only a couple of horses having run. And the final two as well, we'll just um, have a glance at rather than doing them in any great depth. Uh, but we'll look at the... Um, one mile six handicap, the second race on the card. Valley Forge, four to one uh, favourite here. Uh, Semhan is five to one. Revolver, 11 to two. Surumi, six to one. Dark Jedi, 13 to two. Golden Flame, 15 to two. Soapy Stevens, nine to one. Uh, Blow Your Horn, 20 to one. Red Verdon, 11 to one with Hills, 25 to one with the Betfair Sportsbook. A bit of um, disagreement there on, on Red Verdon's chances. And Hiroshima, 33 to one, best price. Yeah, I, th- I think that 25 to 1 is a big price for Redford. And the one thing we can say is that Ed Dunlop's horses are going incredibly well. He's had nine winners in the last 30 um, odd yeah. days, 20 uh, odd days, George. So that's almost unheard of, that kind of strike rate. Mm. Um, and, you know, this is a, 
a huge step down in class. He's, he's used to dining at the very top table. Red Verdant, you know, Group Three's Group Three's a bit Group Two's a bit of a globetrotter, but he has got a good record here at the um, on the Rowley Marlow noticed. Yeah, um, back in the day, so it would not surprise me if he was to certainly outrun his odds, especially with that pesky Harry Davis on 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 um, <laughs> on board, the, the go-to uh, apprentice. It's either him yeah. or Benoit de Desaia, isn't it, who uh, get the uh, the call up from uh, certain connections with top weights in handicaps. So I, I'd certainly, yeah, because I give him a fair rattle at that price. Uh, the one to beat is definitely Valley Forge. I mean, you know, he was a good winner in the Melrose. His only bad run of the season probably came off the back of a lot of hard races prior to that when he was a bit disappointed in Ascot. He's been gelded in the interim. I still think there's more to come from him. I think, um, you know, a mark of 90 is certainly more, very workable for a horse who won a big field handicap at York. Um, so, yeah, that, that's probably the way I'd, I'd approach this race. Um, Valley Forge, certainly the right favourite. You know, you could you could cultivate a, an each-way strategy with him at 4-1, to one, but Red, Red mm. Verdon is a massive price. Red Burden, a massive price of 25 to 1. I've got a feeling yeah, that, you have to be quick yeah. quick to get that. Given the hills have opened 11s, it looks like that might be a short-lived thing. Um, you're gonna have to be a, you have to be a gunslinger to get that price, I think. You're going to have to be that quick on the draw, I think. Uh, next up is the third race on the card, the 225, the Pretty Polly uh, listed Phillies race. And Crenell is 15 to 8 favourite ahead of With the Moonlight at 9 to 4. Uh, Peripatetic is eleven to two. Uh, Set Horizon eight to one. Aria nine to one. Uh, Mashia uh, sixteen to one. Kick on Girl twenty to one. Andy another seven runner race. Another. I know it's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Um, but anyway, well, look again a, a race that um, probably doesn't flatten about too 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 strongly. But uh, I was really impressed with Cornell uh, when she won here last time out. I was a little bit. Surprised to see such a short price to win that that maiden in in some respects, um, because um, although she was unlucky at the time before at Southall, it was only a Southall maiden, and I thought you know there was a, horses perhaps at uh, Newmarket with a little bit of potential, including the runner-up and, and one or two others. But um, I was quite taken with the way she got down and knuckled down and and got the job done. I don't think she's a superstar, mm. and she's going to be like you know perhaps running in. Yeah, coronation stakes further down the line or or if they step her up like you know Ribblesdales but um, I think this is her kind of level she's got fitness on her side she's the only course uh, course winner in the field um, and the pace should be quite strong as well kick on girl likes to go from the front I'm quite surprised that George Scott's rolling the dice with that filly off a mark of 81 but you know with seven runners maybe she might get a bit of black type who knows but um, yeah, Cronella do for me there, but um, as you can tell by my general <laughs> yeah. um, downcast kind of like vibe with this race, it, it's definitely a race I'm not going to be putting up on the checker. It's a bit of a no-bet race there, but happy to, yeah. uh, to side with a favourite. Um, Cronell, 15-8 to 8 best price with Hills, if uh, Andy's somewhat tepid uh, positive words is enough for you to, to pull the trigger. Uh, the race before the Thousand Guineas is the Dahlia Stakes. Uh, Vilda Grace is the two to one favourite. Another seven runner affair here. Uh, each way punters crying into their coffee this morning. Uh, Ebeira at 130. Dream Loper seven or two. Lilac Road four to one. 14 to one Aurea. 14 to one Climate. Romantic Rival 50 to one. Yeah, the old rivals clash again, don't they? Um, Vilda Grace and, and Lilac Road. Um, they were first and second, respectively, in the. Um, in that Group 3 contest at Newmarket right at the back end of the season. I, I, I must admit, coming out of that race, I thought Lilac Road was um, not extremely unlucky, but I think had she got perhaps a little bit clearer run or if the winner hadn't got first run on her, 
Um, it might have been a different story. Um, mm. I do like Lilac Road. She's capable of, of producing some very, very fast times. The day when she won at Salisbury, she beat um, Technique. She was at the ballpark with the numbers that day. Um, so we know she handles the track. She goes well for us. She won first time out last year, didn't she, at Kempton off the back of a 178-day layoff. And I think William Haggis has really started the season as if he means business this year. He's introduced some really, really nice Colts. He's got a whole mm. sea of them that have won first time out. Look massive, impressive. Post-impressionist, sense of duty yesterday. He's got a lovely horse that um, won at, uh, um, on the all-weather at Kempton called um, Mal Jarm. I think he's going to be a superstar. We haven't even seen Baid out yet. Yeah. His, stri- his strike rate already is right up there with his kind of strike rate numbers. He's normally a 25% merchant, isn't he? He's running mm. at 30 at the moment. So his horses are absolutely singing and dancing. So I'll stick with the informed man, Haggis, here and hope that Lilac Road turns a form around with uh, Ville de Grey. Certainly the prices um, are enticing enough to, to make me have a crack at that. Yeah, Lilac Road, four to one. And I always feel like in these in these meetings in recent years, the Tom Mark and uh, Haggis partnership has been pretty fruitful uh, when those two team up as well. Uh, Lilac Road, four to one here, best price for the Betfair Sportsbook. On to big one of, of Sunday. It is the Kipco 1000 guineas. Uh, and uh, Tenebrism is the three to one favourite ahead of Discoveries at five to one. Tuesday is 11 to two. Uh, Malavath is seven to one. Uh, Zelly, 10 to one. Wild Beauty, 11 to one. And Miss on Scene is 14 to 1. Cachet for George Bowie, 16 to 1. 20 to 1 bar. 14 runners at the moment, Andy. Well, it's fairly obvious the most impressive and exciting horse, uh, Phillies wise, uh, last season was Tenebris, and we only saw her twice. Um, mm. One first time out of five furlongs, she had a good turn of foot. She had a spectacular turn of foot. 33 and change she did. Uh, I think it was 33 and 5 when she won the Chevely Park. Mowed down her prey. Having Honey had two horses behind her at the, the two furlong part. Only a very, very high class horse can do that. So she clearly is in that bracket. But we just don't know whether she'll stay the trip. If she can stretch out and stay the mile, then all well and good. Um, and it, it sometimes um, catches horses out and a lot of punters out as well. But when, when you look at performance like that, of a horse finishing so strongly over six, you just automatically think, oh, yeah, another two furlongs, she would have won even further. But it doesn't quite work out like that, does it? Because you know, the pace is different. The, the tactics are different. You're running against horses that also stay the trip as well. That was, you know, she was running against six villain horses that were fading and hadn't got the stamina to, to go as quick as her or, or the pace to go as quick mm. as her late on. So she's just one of those horses that you're just in the dark. You, you, I'm in limbo when you, you're trying to assess a horse like that running over a mile. Um, I, I must admit, I think the French raiders uh, in recent times of... of um, always worth more than a second look and, and I'm very keen on Malavath uh, again another horse that I mentioned when I did that 1,000 and 2,000 guineas previously the day for odds checker um, she was a very creditable um, second in the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile Phillies Mile on the turf last season having started coming out the back straight with only one behind her she weaved her way through the field uh, to run on very strongly late on so from that moment onwards Connections knew that they got a horse that they could perhaps uh, campaign over a mile this season. They've run her once uh, this so far this season, 24 days ago at Deauville, and she beat last year's pre-Marcel Boussac winner, Zelly, I thought with quite a bit in hand. Uh, mm. She's got a great draw as well. She's drawn right smack bang down the middle, George. Stall seven, 14 runners. I think that's a great stall position. 
it'll allow Sumi Nom just to drop her in, go down the tip of the arrow, perhaps fourth or fifth, just right in the middle of the pack, get a plenty of cover with horses around her. Um, I think she's a really good bet at seven to one because she'll be underestimated because a lot of UK punters won't know her. They won't Is it worth know. waiting till closer to the um, till closer to the race in possibly, terms of just possibly? Yeah, I mean it all depends what you know. You like a Seagal and Paul Keeley do on Sunday. It's a kind of horse that a Seagal might go for. He does like to stick to the you know he goes up for Irish horses in UK yeah, chases yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And he, he, he tends to go for the foreign horses um, in 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 the in the classics when when he. He thinks outside the box. So I, I think she's um, a big player, uh, Malabatha. And I, I do think the top one's quite a big player as well. I, I mean, Iden, as I said, I mentioned, I think he's got a chance for the varying camp in the, in the guineas of at least finishing the first half dozen. And I'm a firm believer that May, uh, Mayana is definitely going to be a group one fairly further down the line. Whether third time in her life, uh, inexperienced, might just catch her out. But she, I was usually impressed with the way she won at... Um, on the Rowley Mile on her first start. It was mm. over seven furlongs, but boy, oh boy, did she gallop hard to the line in a good time. We've already seen the form of that race work out well as well. The horse that got beat nine lengths back in fifth, shining Aldana from the Gosden stable, bolted up by about eight lengths at Yarmouth on, on, uh, went on Tuesday. So I wouldn't want to underestimate her. I think I think she's a lot better than quite a few others. I mean, Discoveries as well is another one we've got to mention. The Absolute travesty if we didn't mention her. When, when, when she won the Group 1 last year, the, um, the Moy Glare stood in behind her that day was Concert Hall and Homeless Songs. Well beaten as well, you know, three lengths and four lengths respective. In both of those two horses have won their respective trials this season. Concert Hall at Navin in the day and Homeless Songs at Leopardstown. So, and Jessie, she's another trainer as well. She's like Bulger and Weld. They only bring their very good horses over if they think they've got a genuine chance of winning because like with the yeah. Irish... With the Irish 1,000 guineas on their doorstep, they they tend not to sort of um, come over unless they absolutely fully believe that they can win. So I think this is a really really good 1,000 guineas. Other than you know, like looking at the 2,000 where you don't get too many shocks, this one can throw up a few banana skins. So I think we could expect the unexpected here. But my strategy would be to to play the French filly each way, uh, Lalavath each way at seven to one and. Like I say, have a little bit of a speculator round of drinks on the top one, uh, Amena. Amena, 28 to 1, best price at the moment with Hills. Uh, Discoveries, 5 to 1, uh, also worthy of um, some positive mention there from Andy. But the main one there, Malavath, 7 to 1 with Paddy Power and Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, shorts, 5 to 1 elsewhere uh, for, with Christophe Sumion taking on the rides. Um, two more races on the card, Andy, but no prices for either. So I'm just going to hand over to you. We've got the 415. Uh, and the 450, a couple of handicaps over a um, mile two and seven furlongs. Uh, any for, for the listeners and viewers just to keep an eye out on when prices come up? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably suggest that Desert Angel um, in the penultimate race is one to keep on the right side of, um, especially if you can get an each-way price with the dead eight runners, if, if that still stands. Um, she's a course winner, which is obviously what I like when she won there last September. She was quite impressive that day. Um Running a hot race at Wolverhampton two runs ago, the time figure of that race was very good. She didn't get the clearest of runs that day and came home very strong. And she was also incredibly eye-catching at a track I don't think really played into her strengths the other day, uh, Musselburgh. You just can't afford to be too far back there, as we know. Um, and she just got out of her ground. She was about four or five lengths away, half halfway behind. And she came home quite strongly down the middle of the track. But I think this dead straight um, mile two, stepping up in distance will really suit her. So... Uh, Desert Angel would be my pick there. Nothing in the last. 
Desert Angel in the penultimate race. Nothing in the last for Andy. Thank you very much to Andy for taking the time out of his trip over to Punchstown. Uh, I feel like your your kind of head has slowly sunk. Yeah, throughout sunk the, a uh, bit. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm slumping in my seat. Just see, your, just, just see the cat, um, <laughs> Andy the cat. And I'll get Eddie the shoe. It's Andy the cat. Um, right there we go. There we have it. They're going through the cards on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Andy, hopefully you have a good day on course today um, and uh, and a good rest of your trip. Thank you very much for taking the time to watch this or listen to this. Uh, please subscribe to the Odds Checker YouTube channel for all preview content and other uh, feature content up on there as well, as well as any podcast platform. You can find these, find these Odds Checker betting shows and plenty other bits and bobs there as well. Do download the Odds Checker app. You can get Andy's tips straight to the app every morning of racing, as well as the best prices, book your offers, free bets, place terms, and all the rest straight to the app every single day's racing. Uh, hopefully a, a couple of winners in there, plenty of info from Andy in, in what was a pretty quick podcast covering a lot of quality racing. So do enjoy the racing. And as is always the case, please encourage you to gamble responsibly.